Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, joined by Buck Sanders and Jason Staples. It is the Day After podcast by Inside Carolina, sponsored by JohnnyTShirt.com. The day after you say, Carolina, of course, on a buy, plenty of football action If you were so inclined yesterday, App State beats South Carolina when South Carolina's quarterback misses a guy standing alone in the 25-acre field and he can't hit for the winning touchdown. Of course, Alabama goes down at home to LSU against Joe Burrow and the Tigers, something we may talk about later. But I'm going to bring Buck Sanders in first because, Buck, really the day after podcast today is going to be, in your words, the kerfluffle that occurred Friday and Saturday, specifically on Inside Carolina website, concerning the 24-7 rankings, football rankings, and the latest updates. You've got a column out on the message boards right now as we speak. Just went live, already getting a lot of action here on a Sunday morning. Buck, your take in general of what's all been going down the last 48 hours. Well, to start off with, I would say that kerfluffle doesn't uh, ac- adequately describe uh, maybe apocalyptic kerfluffle uh, might be a better term. But uh, essentially what happened, and, and if you're living in Norway and not aware of this, um, 24-7 sports recruiting team uh, dropped Dez Evans uh, in their rankings and the impact of them dropping Des in their rankings caused him to lose his composite five-star. In addition, they dropped Ethan West. And as far as his individual ranking, it moved from a 90 to an 87. That might not seem like a lot, but when you've got 3,000 guys you're evaluating, that caused a drop of about 400 spots in his uh as far as his ranking goes. Well, immediately, um, when we were, uh, told that this was going to happen, um, we got in touch with, uh, the head of that team, Barton Simmons, and asked him to come on our message board and explain exactly how this went down. Meanwhile, we're grinding our teeth as to the timing of it, I mean, it's a little over a month till uh, the early signing day. And, and we're, uh, you know, fairly irate our own selves, as you might imagine that this would happen at this particular time. Well, uh, the conspiracy theorists, uh, which in fact inhabit virtually every fan base, um, immediately, uh, took the position that this was 24 seven sports, uh, engaged in some sort of conspiracy, uh, to harm the rankings of the North Carolina recruiting class and that, uh, they changed their own specific ranking. And to be clear, 24 seven sports does their own ranking. ESPN does their ranking rivals.com does their ranking and together, uh, according to their formula, 
they come out with a composite ranking that incorporate all three of those. And 24-7 changed their ranking, which after the algorithm passed through that change, it caused him to lose his composite five-star. And nobody at Inside Carolina is happy about that, understandably so, because uh, there really wasn't very much transparency about why and when and how and all of those things uh, as to how this happened. So, uh, you know, after spending Friday night with the fam at dinner and drinks and blah, 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 I woke up Saturday morning and uh, this entire 24-7 sports bomb had exploded on the message board and I immediately uh, set out to try to find some answers and respond to questions as best I could. Barton Simmons' answers on the message board, I found unsatisfying. Our subscribers found them unsatisfying. They didn't really uh, answer a lot of the questions that I had. But even reading through those responses, I felt like what uh, if what 24 seven sports has done, the impact was result of misfeasance, not malfeasance. And to clarify that uh, I, I am absolutely convinced other people won't be the uh, conspirators will theorists will still, uh, think what they want to think, but, uh, even reading through his answers and in the hour and a half telephone conversation that Ben Sherman and I had with him yesterday, he did not disclose either in intentionally or unintentionally that there was anything going on at, except, okay, this week we're going to rank ACC recruits. We're going to re-rank, look at film, and we're going to re-rank those. That's our what we're going to do this week. And the result of all of that is Dez dropped and Ethan West dropped. Uh, in, in terms of a conspiracy to get UNC, you, Tim Brewster's son is on the staff at uh, 24-7 Sports, working in headquarters, shoulder to shoulder with all those guys all the time. And Inside Carolina happens to be their largest uh, premium subscriber site. Uh, on in all of 24 seven sports. I know this is not going to convince anyone that holds this opinion already, but there is absolutely no conspiracy to get UNC in this case, my opinion, if, if it is, they are masters of disguise, uh, over there at 24 seven sports. Now I'm going to be in a little long winded here. I'll get to the end of this pretty quick, but, uh, yesterday in that hour and a half conversation. Uh, Tommy and Jason can verify that at times I can have a, a very rich and full vocabulary. Um, and I exhausted virtually every word I, I know in that conversation uh, to describe how displeased I was with the entire process. But at the end of the day, uh, I do not believe, bottom line, that any ranking of any recruit done by 24 seven was done, uh, with the thought process of, oh, this is a North Carolina recruit. Let's downgrade him. That is not the case. And uh, although there are people that will remain unconvinced, 
but that's kind of where we are. Um, so anyway, that's kind of the, uh, apocalypse, um, we've been dealing with for the last 48 hours. We have, uh, exchanged, communicated with 24 seven sports, including the, uh, CEO of 27, uh, two 24, seven sports, um, since, uh, you know, all this broke on uh, Friday night. So that kind of describes where we are, Tommy. Yeah, that is a, a great discussion point and a good fleshing out of, especially of your column. What gets me, and Jason, I certainly going to drag you into this, is that people think there's been inaction because uh, maybe Buck didn't respond after the first post in 30 seconds or two minutes or five minutes or even an hour. Um, Buck and Ben, I know you guys have been all over it since it started. And like you said, even on a Friday night, I mean, Friday night's a news dump for people. So uh, folks, are, because folks are usually out of place and for you guys to spend the entire weekend, including this morning, Sunday morning, dealing with this to try to find answers out. Um, folks need to realize that there's a lot of people mad at inside Carolina. I get it. I understand. Um, but if you're mad because you think Buck hadn't done anything, and I'm not just blowing smoke up Buck's rear end, we go at it quite often. And I've been the recipient of that full vocabulary before. Uh, but these guys have gone to bat, worked tirelessly, whatever you want to say about it since this whole issue began. So let me bring Jason in. Jason, you are very familiar with uh, fan bases and their reactions on recruiting rankings. And uh, an interesting part in Buck's column is some of the bigger name schools with their commitments, including a couple of North Carolina targets listed in there that dropped or fell in the rankings in this quote unquote audit. Jason, your take on it um, from the standpoint that you've been in it for a long time as well. Yeah. I just started laughing when I saw this because every, every time there's a re-rank, you're going to go, you're going to find a contingent and a very large contingent internet contingent of Florida state fans that are going to insist that 24 seven has the same kind of bias against the Seminoles that, that ESPN does. And that they just, you know, as soon as it, the 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 way you hear this is as soon as a guy commits to Florida State, his ranking's going to go down. That's just how this works, because you know he didn't re- he didn't he didn't wind up committing to Alabama or he didn't wind up committing to USC or LSU or Florida, where you know obviously all of the all of the twenty four seven guys are going to they're going to up up guys' rankings when they go to those places. But if they go to Florida State, well then you know that guy's going to go down. And you know easy examples of that are like. Uh, Hakeem Dent last year, who was a five-star. I don't think he finished with a five-star, but he he uh, went down shortly after committing to Florida State, and everybody just freaked out. He was the top recruit in their class last year, although I don't think he was the best recruit in their class for what it's worth. Um, and <laughs> anybody listening to this show from North Carolina should know how ridiculous that sounds. <laughs> that a guy who commits to Florida state is actually going to be dinged by that, by, by, by anybody, whether it be ESPN or rivals or 24 seven or anybody else. That's just not, that's not the way this stuff works. First of all. And second of all, 
if anything, Florida State's going to get the opposite benefit in terms of rankings bump because of the blue blood phenomenon, right? When a guy commits to an Alabama or he commits to a Florida State or he commits to a, to a program with a head coach that, ha- that has a reputation for really being able to recognize and, and, and attract talent, then if anything, there's going to be a bit of unconscious or subconscious or even in some cases conscious bias to say, man, if that, that coaching staff and that coaching staff really think this guy's that good, and we're talking to them and they're saying this guy, we think this guy's a five-star, then maybe we should bump him a little bit. We're going to go back and look at that film and maybe we're going to have a little bit of a, of an extra thing to look for because, you know, all these staffs that are, we really think know how to evaluate talent are saying this about the kid. So if anything, that's going to be the sort of thing that's going to cause a rankings bump. And again, Florida State's one of those teams that always has that, in their favor, at least in general, they have up until the last two years. I mean, when Brewster was at Florida State, Brewster's son is part of the 24-7 team. What Brewster and, 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 and those people think, you think that, that that's not known on the 24-7 team? I mean, they're gonna, that's going to have some impact on them. So, and, that was, and actually now Brewster's at, at North Carolina, of course. It, it's not going to be in their interest to just go, well, you know, let's – Let's screw uh, screw North Carolina because, you know, we, we don't like him or something. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, and the other thing is I'm going through the rankings history. Miles Murphy's ranking, uh, he, he's, he's, re, he's been ranked again. He's now in the top 100. Uh, Kedrick Bingley, uh, or Kedrick Bingley-Jones went up from, uh, from an 88 to a 92 and now is ranked in the top 155. Josh Downs went from an, uh, an 88 rating to an 89. Jaquarius Conley went from a 93 to a 94. Uh, Ray Rose went from an 87 ranking to an 89. And you can go down the list. So more guys in North Carolina's class went up than down. It just so happens that the very top guy went down. And, of course, you know that has the impact on the composite five-star and so everybody gets up gets upset because that that feels like you know you're 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 diminishing the the best recruit in in the class and again that that's the same thing that happened with Hakeem Dent last year for Florida State fans and I just watched that and laugh because the other thing is that these coaching staffs they really don't care when a guy you know what matters it does matter that you know the 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 momentum that you're getting in a class. If you can say, look, we've got like two five stars come and join the party kind of thing that helps. But at this point in the game, it's not really going to matter. And, you know, it's already, you know, that, 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 that push, that bump is already, already there. Uh, and then the other thing is the best staffs don't recruit on the basis of what 24 seven or ESPN or rivals have to say the best staffs do their own evaluations. And I can tell you that there've been cases where I've talked to coaches, whether at Clemson or Florida state or North Carolina or wherever else. And I've, and I've heard them say, yeah, well, he, he may be ranked this right here, according to everybody else, but that's been our top target from the beginning. We think that guy's a five-star and the guy you look, you go and you look and you're like, man, that guy was a three-star when you guys started recruiting him. And you know, now he's a, low level four star and you like him better than these guys huh and you hear that from these these teams they don't recruit off the the better staffs don't actually the staffs that get themselves in trouble are the ones that 
take a look at the rankings first and then they go and, and they they evaluate and do all that so uh and and recruit more on the basis of what uh what these these other uh, outsiders say so you know i i don't think it matters very much it's not like these it's not like the players got worse they're the same players they were and the ranking moves are within you know a, a small margin of error i mean if you've got a top 100 kid you got a top 100 kid and you know I, I just, I, I think the whole thing's ridiculous. Let me take a break. Talk about Johnny T-shirt.com. Johnny T-shirt on Franklin street sponsors of this podcast, sponsors of inside Carolina and a great partner for all of us. 10% off your order. If you're a premium message board subscriber, many of you guys listening to this are take advantage of all their gear, football, basketball, baseball, women's soccer, soccer, whatever you need at Johnny T-shirt. They've got it. Got all your, Jersey needs, all your tailgating needs, anything you could possibly want over at Johnny T-Shirt on Franklin Street. And, of course, JohnnyT-Shirt.com 24-7 online. Uh, Buck, Jason hit on something right there um, at the end is, do the coaches matter or do the coaches care? And, you know, I always find it interesting when I'm following recruiting that you know, a coach or a Carolina or whoever will be real interested in some three-star kid. And, you know, the fans will say, well, hey, he's a three-star. Why do they want him? For instance, Mike Wyman um, is listed on your thing. He's now a three-star kid. Uh, he was pretty sought after. There have been other plenty of guys that are three-star kids. LSU running back last night, three-star kid. Um, so my question, over the years that you've been doing this for 20-plus years, and I don't want you to speak for the coaches, but do you think, as Jason says, it doesn't really matter what the rankings are or for a situation like Carolina trying to get back um, some national recognition that maybe Mac Brown had back in the 90s, that the perception does matter? Um, I've always thought perception is reality, um, but I'll admit freely, and folks won't like it, that I'm torn on this portion of it. Somebody said, players want to go play with other five stars. Well, my take is players want to play with guys that can play. And um, if somebody's a five-star kid and they are at these camps and all of that type stuff and they can't play, what difference does it make where they're ranked? And conversely, if they're not ranked highly but they're studs when it actually, when the hands hit the dirt, doesn't that isn't that what matters? I tend to think coaches care about that latter part than the star port like Jason referenced, but Buck, your take on it. Well, Jason acknowledged, and this part is, is true, I believe, that it matters, uh, rankings matter to coaches in terms of building momentum in a class. And uh, obviously, it's easier to build momentum if you've got someone listed as a five-star as opposed to being listed as a high four-star, which in 24-7 specific rankings, he still is. He's a top 100 player. Um, but at the same time, he doesn't have that critical fifth star that he owned up until Friday night. So, uh, yes, I, I can see particularly certain coaches being – uh, upset, uh, that his ranking changed. 
Uh, I'm uh, pretty sure they have not kept that message to themselves. Um, and, and, and let's not, um, dismiss or down, uh, talk why inside subscribers would be so upset about this. I get it. I mean, uh, one of the things that you're looking at when you come to a message board or a website who has one of its prime uh, topics and subjects recruiting. Um, and that's one of the legs that North Carolina inside Carolina has stood on for 20 years. That's what we do. That's what we devote a lot of resources to. If it didn't matter, why would we do it? Uh, it matters. And one of the things that subscribers are going to look at is where are we ranked comparatively where we rank with other pro programs, what's the impact of that? And all sorts of studies have been done uh, as far as how well national champions have fared in recruiting rankings and what that means. At one time, I think maybe Dave Bartow, Jason, wrote an article to the effect that uh, no previous national champion has recruited outside of the top 15 in the BCS and playoff era combined. So it matters. I mean, it matters uh, optically. It matters substantively. Um, and, you know, just in the aggregate, you know, when you look at these things, the thing that matters to 27, 247 sports, to that organization, to that crew, uh, that is tasked with doing rankings and evaluations. Their holy grail is to do better when the NFL draft happens and they go back and compare their rankings of those players coming out of high school to ESPN and to rivals.com. And in that particular case, in 24-7 sports, has led in accuracy in relation to the NFL draft and their rankings for the last five years. What those guys care about is accuracy. You know, that's how they get promoted. That's how they get packed on the back. That's how, why 24 seven sports hires them instead of other people is because they're better at their job in terms of, yeah, we got this kid, right. And, you know, we evaluated him as this coming out of high school. He landed here in the NFL draft and we did it better than ESPN and we did it better than rivals. That's what matters to them. Honestly, I, I really think that an organization like that, and all of us have been in, a part of uh, some organization like this, they have a specific goal, a specific um accountability you know, to prove and show whether they're doing their job well or not. But when they make changes like they did on Friday and one moment, the entire inside Carolina, uh, population subscribers looks at it and North Carolina has got one, five star and eight, four stars. 
And then they, they flip the page and now they have seven, four stars, uh, to it matters to people and for good reason. Um, and so is, as far as inside Carolina goes, our job is to make sure that when these rankings are done, that uh, the 24 seven sports team is transparent, that they have a process for how this is done. And that process does not include whether, uh, it's a, uh, whether the kid is a North Carolina recruit or an Alabama recruit. So, uh, that's our goal and that's what we're committed to doing. And, uh, I think in some ways, uh, what we went through yesterday, although I would have dearly loved not to have gone through it, uh, there was some gain that came out of, uh, this whole, uh, debacle. The, what you talked about there, I mean, how can you accomplish ranking kids or whatever you do, seeing kids in whatever light uh, of the school they're committed to? I mean, Jason, how does that happen? I mean, I've got, I've got a friend that does it for a living in another sport and he'll freely admit it's impossible to accurately rank or um, do everybody. I mean, you can't possibly see everybody. And I think that for me and going back to why it matters and why inside Carolina subscribers should be upset is that in Evans's case, you've got uh, Don Callahan and you've got the guy from state, whatever you think about him, but they both have seen Evans a ton I would wager that some of the other guys have never seen him other than some grainy video off the top of a press box. And I'm not sure how you can grade people on that. Um, But it seems like maybe they didn't take into account guys that have actually seen people up close over and over and over. Now, listen, I trust whatever the coaching staff says, regardless of where a kid ranked. I understand why people are upset about the five-star and the momentum and all that. But, Jason, how do you even remotely rank kids nationwide when you're doing this stuff if you don't rely on the people that have actually had boots on the ground and seen them multiple times? I I don't think you really can. I mean, I think you have to talk to the people who have seen the, the player many times. I mean, you talk to the coaches of the player generally. I mean, I know uh, back when I was actually running uh, one of the websites on the scout platform and then, uh, and then was, was still part of the, the mailing list and all of that. I, uh, and then when all of that transition happened to 24 uh, seven buying that, that the scout platform. So I was still on the mailing list for all of this. I got, I got the email of, you know, we're about to go through our re-ranking of this sort of thing. And, you know, if you've got feedback on the, on, on anybody specific that you think we should hear, then, you know, let me know. And at the time I, I remember, uh, I, we had the, the, the team that I had coached that year had played against, uh, three or four players that were on the, uh, on the, on the list of, of ranked recruits for that, that class. And so I sent in and I said, look, this guy from Charlotte is a better running back than person actually it was a NC state recruit at the time. 
um, and is at NC State now. But this guy from Charlotte that we played is a better back than person was. And you guys have person as like your number three or four back. And I wouldn't have him anywhere near that high. And then I gave the reasons why basically what each caused us as a, as a coaching staff in terms of this. And the fact that at the time uh, the, the head coach that I'm, that I was coaching with, who was NC, who was connected with NC state had said after we played both guys, yeah, the, the, the first guy we played was a lot better than this guy. <laughs> and so there's no bias there. It's just a matter of like, as a coaching staff, this guy projects better than this guy. Now, turns out that the other guy had some some grade concerns, and that was one of the reasons why he was he was lower. But, you know, it's something as simple as that. I We had to scheme and, and, and had to actually coach against those guys. And they take that stuff seriously. There are a few other guys on the list. I was like, mm, this guy should be a little higher. This guy should be... This guy should be ranked, you know, this sort of thing. So they do listen to some of that feedback and, and, and consider it. Uh, that doesn't mean that they agree with it, but it'll, t- it'll have them go back and take a look at what you can look at on the film and, and see if you can, if you can notice what the, the, the person with boots on the ground actually said. So you can't do it. You're always talking to people. This is a, I mean, it's an inexact science. I mean, you're really trying to, I mean, ranking I think the whole idea of ranking to begin with is, is a bit of a problem because I mean, you can't really tell whether this guy is the 92nd best player in the country or whether this guy is the 86th best player in the country. I mean, you can't get that granular with this, but it's pretty obvious when you put two players on the field and one's a top 50 kit type kid, you know, a top tier kid. And the other is a top 400 type kid. As a rule, you can, you know, your grandmother can tell the difference between those guys. I mean, I, uh, one of my friends who who runs a, a, a scouting service for that universities subscribe to, he said, "Look, my wife, who knows very little about football, and my you know my grandmother, if I put if I put tape in front of them of a five star, they can identify the five star right away and be like, that guy's really good. But you know, you start getting beyond that, and it's not as easy once you get outside the five star, really high four star type kid." And you start having to deal with, okay, what, what, on what tier does this guy fit? And that, that gets really hard. And even once you get to the edges of those tiers, it gets fuzzy. So, I mean, I just, I I think the, the ranking thing in general is it's a, it's, it can be useful in some, in many respects and there's, there's some value to it, but there's also a lot of fuzziness to it that is just inherent in the process. And, you know, you got to accept that. And the other thing is, one one final thing to point out, a guy may be a five-star overall, but only a four or even a three-star in terms of how a staff projects how he fits into their system or into their program, or vice versa. Like this guy, you might have a, um, a Butch Davis type who can recognize defensive talent in, in specific ways. And, you know, maybe you got a, a guy who's played a lot of offense who projects as a three-star but Butch Davis happens to think that that guy might be a five-star linebacker. Like, you know, that Bruce Carter guy, I really feel like he, he's got a chance in our system and in our development and, and how we are going to work with this guy. This guy might be able to turn into, that, into a five-star type kid. I like him better than any of these others on the board, so we're going to go hard after him because that's just what we think. But nationally, still a three-star. But that, those, that coaching staff values him over a lot of others and, you know, Bruce Carter turned out pretty good, right? Absolutely. Take a short break. Come back. We're not done. Got a couple more questions from Buck Sanders, but we'll do it after the break. 
We're back inside Carolina podcast sponsored by Johnny T-shirt the day after the day after the apocalyptic kerfluffle. Buck, I corrected that. But you know, I, I said something about on Twitter um, where I open my mouth too much sometimes that you know Sam Howell was a four star kid. How much better would he be if he was a five star? Or how much more would kids want to play with him if he was a five star? And um. A few folks didn't like that, said it's apples to oranges. Um, but the bottom line is guys got to play. So your thoughts on that It's as far as this recruiting stuff. And I'm just asking you to put yourself into a coach's head. Do coaches want five-star recruits or do they want guys to play like that more? I think it's the latter, and I think that matters the most because if you've got five stars that, aren't, that don't come and play, and don't do well, well, let me rephrase it. Which is better for a football program, especially one like Carolina trying to get back on track? Guys that come in that are ranked wherever and play above their rankings or guys that come in um, overblown or overranked perhaps and don't ever show up? I mean, what? which does better or hurts worse for a program? I think Sam Howell coming in as a four-star and, and playing like, um, one of the top five quarterbacks in the country, I think that's a heck of a lot more important than if he were a five-star and came in and, you know, maybe Watton is good. And that wasn't a question, but I hope you know where I was trying to go there. Uh, I'm not going to ding you for not asking me a question. Uh, I would <laughs> never do that. But a couple of uh, coaching cliches, you know, come to, to mind here uh, based on uh, – your non-question, which is uh, they'll say things like, don't worry about the kids you didn't get. Worry about the ones you did get that you didn't pan out, you know, and, you know, there are plenty of things that go into that. And I don't think uh, there's any right answer to that. But if you look at the scrutiny that five stars receive, as in Dev Evans on Friday, if they are looking at 32 players, and that's how many 24-7 sports ranks, 32 guys, they are very likely going to know quite a bit about that player before they ever escalate him that high. Because what they're saying is that if we rank this guy as a five-star, He's a potential first-round pick. That's who our five-stars are, and that's how they measure themselves. If they, uh, if a five-star gets to the – somebody they rank as a five-star gets to the NFL draft and goes into day two, they feel like they failed because they, they had this guy as one of the guys that more than likely would go in the first round. And if you're getting a five-star on your recruit list, the odds of that guy going in the first round are way more than a four-star's odds of going in the first round. So if you're a coach, you think to yourself, hey, if I get a, a five-star kid, when he gets to the end of his career, he's going to go in the first round, which means he had a damn good college career while, you know, while he played for us. So, you know, you know, you could go back and forth on it. Um, I think to say that 
rankings don't matter to coaches is completely wrong. And I think saying that that's all that matters to coaches is completely wrong. Uh, you know, sometimes it happens that you find a guy that is really super talented, but his head is more full of snakes than, uh, you know, Medea. So, uh, I think I might've picked the right Roman goddess. Jason might straighten me out on that. But anyway, I think it's Medusa. Medusa. Tommy came in with a, with the right answer. (laughs) I'll, I'll, I'll take Roman goddesses for 300 Alex. Uh, (laughs) but in any event, um, you know, I don't think it's one thing or the other, but uh, you know, I do think, you know, nobody should be dismissive of, you know, when a recruiting classes, uh, ranking takes a hit, like it did it on Friday night, that, that, uh, fan base of that school should just shrug their shoulders and say, oh, okay. They're, they're just, uh, you know, going about their job and re-ranking and, and trying to be accurate. If you're expecting that, I've got proof positive that that ain't the case. Um, and people are upright, uh, upset to have every right to be upset, uh, mainly in terms of getting, uh, more information about how all this went down. And that's all Ben and I have been trying to do for the last 36 hours now, basically. Um, so, uh, you know, this article that I posted this morning, uh, some people already have their minds made up. I'm actually looking at some of the responses now. And, you know, I, I wonder if they even read the article. Did they read what I said? Cause they're asking me questions, uh, that were addressed in the article. So I must uh, say it's impressive that you're able to, uh, talk to us and comment on your article thread. That's, uh, that duality is pretty impressive. I'm multitasking this morning, Tommy. <laughs> I, I have to be, um, and, and Mrs. Buck is very proud of me for multitasking. She says, I'm not good at it. Uh, let me, let me, let's I'm gonna wrap this podcast. Cause you're right. It's it, your mind's either made up or it's not, or you're willing to listen one of those three, but. Um, but I think one of the posts you said, um, something to the effect, and I don't want to speak for Don at all. I'm sure we'll hear Don at some point on this issue, but you said, what is Don supposed to do when they ask his opinion? And, you know, Don said he didn't, he, he didn't, what people won't say he didn't fight for Carolina recruits or whatever. You said, what is he supposed to do? Go up there and beat somebody up. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, it, it's not his decision, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things, um, uh, you know, that, that happens that, and, and in fact, I will say this cause Don had made a point of telling me this in terms of, uh, his role within, uh, the entire, um, uh, subculture of recruiting at 24 seven, he gets consulted on a much more regular basis than happened than when I see was affiliated with scout scout once in a blue moon would, uh, maybe ask his opinion about something, but for the most part, they did their own thing and didn't really care what he had to say. Uh, but 24 seven is different. 
Don says. They they uh, are stay in constant contact with him. They ask his opinion. And in the case of the very exchange that happened about Des Evans between Don and 24-7, he, he did not have a compelling argument for, and he was told that Des would stay in the top 100. He wouldn't drop out of the top 100. And Don says, I don't have a compelling argument against that. At the same time, he's saying that he's saying you need to take another look at Jacurius Conley. I think he needs to be bumped up. I, I think you have him too low. You need to reconsider and reevaluate him. So there's give and take there, um, that exists with 24 seven that we never had with scout. And, you know, I, I'm not going to defend 24 seven, uh, you know, for this move, if that sounds like that's what I'm doing, I'm not. But uh, in in terms of actual communication and consultation and working with, uh, you know, Don Callahan, who is is employed exclusively by Inside Carolina, works for us and not for anybody else. Uh, it really that relationship uh, has been much better than any we've had before. So. I would throw that in the mix. Good take there. I don't know that there's anything left to say. I will say Lee County plays East Guilford. I guess that's down in Sanford on Friday night. Get out and go see Desmond Evans for yourself. Go see him in person. I'm sure Lee County High School would appreciate all the support. And uh, a lot of folks that maybe haven't seen him play can go see and and make their own decisions or or see what a five-star or four-star looks like in action first round of North Carolina State playoffs um, just right down the road from Chapel Hill, about an hour from here, um, worth checking out. Jason and Buck, it's always fun to talk um, next week or when, whenever we do the day after podcast next week, it'll be about a football game, Carolina at Pittsburgh on Thursday night. Mm. Um, it, it's, yeah, Carolina needs to get back on the football field. Got a lot of work to do the remainder of this season. Buck and Jason, uh, Always a pleasure the day after podcast on Inside Carolina. Thanks, boys. Uh, thank you. Wish we had more pleasurable stuff to talk about, but yeah, enjoy talking to you guys. Yep, it's fun. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase.